0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Our Bible Ponder. We're going to begin a new series uh, starting today where I'm going to look at passages of the Bible and stories from the Bible that I think are very, very significant to the overall story of who we are, but also um, maybe a little bit overlooked compared to how much we talk about them in church and growing up in Sunday school and all of those sorts of things. So... Um, we're going to kick it off with the story from the book of Exodus. Um, and Exodus is an incredibly consequential book. Um, it's a story, at least part of the story, we know um, very, very well. It's been immortalized in several different movies and cartoons. It's one we tell to children from when they're very young. Um, but this story is one that we maybe are familiar with um, in a sort of cursory way. Um, but I want to kind of zero in on it a bit this evening. So this is a story from Exodus 25 and it's part of um, a long series of instructions on pretty specific things and so it's not one that we often read um, because it's um, got a lot of minutiae in and a lot of measurements and materials and things about sacrifices and this comes in a series where we're going to get the building Of the tabernacle, but that's coming in just a few paragraphs. This is actually about the building of the Ark of the Covenant. Not only is the the story of the Ark um, told in stories of Exodus, like Ten Commandments and Prince of Egypt and and things like that, um, but the Ark of the Covenant has also become a bit of a fascination, um, most notably, I imagine, in the Indiana Jones movie. So here is the story of what it's going to look like, but there's a specific bit at the end that I think is incredibly important for how we're understanding again the story of faith and the story of the Bible so Exodus 25 verse 10 they shall make an ark of acacia wood and it shall be two and a half cubits long and a cubit and a half wide and a cubit and a half high you shall overlay it with pure gold Inside and outside you shall overlay it, and you shall make a molding of gold upon it all around. You shall cast four rings of gold for it and put them on its four feet, two rings on one side of it and two rings on the other side of it. You shall make poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. You shall put the poles into the rings on the side of the ark, which is by which to carry the ark. The poles shall remain in the rings of the Ark. They shall not be taken from it. You shall put into the Ark of the Covenant that I shall give you. Then you shall make a mercy seat of pure gold. Two cubits and a half shall shall be its length and a cubit and a half its width. You shall make two cherubim of gold. You shall make them of hammered work at the two ends of the mercy seat. Make one cherub at one end and one cherub at the other. Of one piece with the mercy seat, you shall make the cherubim at its two ends. The cherubim shall spread out their wings above, overshadowing the mercy seat with their wings. They shall face to one another. The faces of the cherubim shall be turned towards the mercy seat. You shall put the mercy seat on top of the ark, and in the ark you shall put the covenant that I shall give you. Um, and we're going to pause there for one second. So this is the, the description, and this is where we get um, a lot of the renderings of the Ark of the Covenant. And we see the drawings and, and paintings and things where you have a gold box with two poles on either side um, to carry it in a golden lid with two cherubim or angels, as we would typically think of them, um, with their wings outstretched over and so the just so the the way it's depicted in movies like the indiana jones film is um pretty consistent with this description as far as we can tell it's a box made of gold with two cherubim on either end with their wings outstretched facing each other and they're part of the lid that is on and then you're they're going to put a few things in they put some mana in and they put um, the remnants of the Ten commandment tablets in and they put some other things in um, I think they put bits of the staff of Aaron that had turned into a snake in Egypt, and they put some of those things inside. Um, but that's that, that's the basic description of the Ark of the Covenant, which becomes a pretty important part of the faith. But here are the verses that I think are really important at the end of this paragraph. Um, so it says, you should put the mercy seat on top of the Ark, and in the Ark you should put the covenant that I shall give you. That's where we left off. And then it says, There I will meet with you, and from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubim that are on the Ark of the Covenant, I will deliver to you all my commands for the Israelites. God is now sort of instructing in the story here a place to exist, to be. Not exclusively, God is not going to be bound to sit on top of this what it's described as the mercy seat or just the lid of the ark of the covenant but that's where god says god's going to be and up until this point god is not bound to a specific place god has been met throughout the story in in the the book of genesis Um, God is met in different places. Moses meets God in the burning bush. God is in the pillar of cloud or the cloud and the pillar of fire that the Israelites follow through the wilderness. And God is on the mountaintop where God meets Moses. But God has not said, there is one specific place where you will meet me. This is a really, really big shift. And then as the The text goes on to describe the building of the tabernacle with the curtains. Um, It's basically a a mobile tent that has a one big courtyard and then a courtyard in the middle um, with an outer bit and an inner bit. And the inner bit is the Holy of Holies, where the Ark of the Covenant will be, and that's where God will be, and only the high priest can go in there. And so this becomes a pretty big shift in the religion of the Israelites and in the story of the Bible. We don't read this in church very often. We don't talk about this story. We might talk about the ark, we might talk about David bringing the ark to Jerusalem, stories like that. But in this story, we get a really big shift from a religion of people following God to a much more cultic religion which is they have a specific practice a specific way of doing this in genesis you have sacrifices being made and altars being built and things like that but there's no um, code to it there's no rhyme or reason there is no cult to it um, not cult in the sense that we would think of it now in terms of uh, a sort of fringe pseudo-religious spiritual sect that's pretty toxic and, and won't we'll let you leave but cultic in the sense of a way of practicing a specific sort of way where you can look sort of down the list and go okay well this thing happened to me or i did this so i sacrificed this and i sacrificed this and here's how much i do and you have a sort of practice to it you have a a specific way of doing it in genesis you have abraham who just sort of knows god and he's making it up as he goes he builds altars and you know makes sacrifices things like that but they don't have a specific way of doing it and so from here on we actually start to get a a big shift in in the religion of the Israelites to a cultic religion where they begin to have specific sacrifices, specific ways of doing it. Here in a bit, if you follow on in the text, you actually have the description of the high priest's outfit, and and it has to be pretty specific with the breastplate and all of that, which you will have maybe seen in in depictions. I think they're in um, the children's Bible that we use on Sundays. There's even a drawing of the high priest in the outfit rendered, you know, pretty closely to according to the description here. And so we have this this big shift here. So this is a really important part of where we go. That God is saying, I you can find me in this specific place every time. Um, I will be in the tabernacle again. Not exclusively. God's obviously bigger than that, but God's saying to them. I will be in the mercy seat, in the Holy of Holies, in the tabernacle. And so you can basically carry me with you wherever you go. I will be there. That is a huge shift for them, and it's a massive idea for the Israelites. So that's um, the first of these little videos that I wanted to do about maybe a little bit overlooked passages, but have pretty weighty significance for the story. So that's the story of the ark where God is going to sit and be present for the Israelites in their journey. So thanks for watching. We'll come back next week with another of um, these verses, and hopefully we'll we'll learn some interesting things along the way. Have a good week. Mm